We are the earth. So their fight for to take out of the water, for to take out of the forest, for to take out of the medicine is no their fight. And I come in from Europe to support them. This have to be my own. This is my love. It's not that. And I come like, oh, you know, I come yes. to help them. It's ours. I mean, it's ours. Yes. And until we don't do that, well, we are thinking that we are something very special, or we are better, or we are done, and we are going to support Bob. I mean, come on, come on, come on. Peace, everyone. Welcome to Masters of Ceremony. I'm your host, Andrew Ascari-Poor, and I'm so excited to release this week's episode with a dear brother and somebody who I truly consider a wise elder and teacher, and that is Carlos Pusetto. I first met Carlos here in Sweden back in October of 2021, where he was sharing a weekend of Temescal's sweat lodges, and I had the fortune of getting to meet him and eventually help him out with leading these sweat lodges and assisting him in various ways. And I knew right away that the moment I met Carlos, he was somebody who had such an amazing journey and story that I wanted to get to know more of and that I wanted to eventually share with you all here. So I'm so happy that Carlos was willing to sit down with me in person to have a beautiful discussion that centered around so many important topics that I'm sure many people will appreciate getting the chance to hear. So just to share a little bit about Carlos's life, over the course of his life, Carlos has had an immensely transformative and inspiring journey. Carlos studied psychology and sociology at the National University of Humanities in Argentina and was active in the resistance movement against the then military dictatorship. In 1976, Carlos was unfortunately kidnapped by the army and placed into a concentration camp until 1979, enduring years of torture and unjust imprisonment. Being one of the only survivors of this concentration camp, Carlos eventually escaped to Brazil and ultimately to Sweden as a political refugee with the help of the United Nations. In Sweden, Carlos began his journey back to life and found healing through art, music, poetry, dance, percussion, theater, and eventually became a teacher of all of these modalities to hundreds of people throughout Europe. In the early 1990s, Carlos was introduced to the teachings of the Camino Rojo, Sacred Fire, and the Toltec traditions of the ancient Americas. For over 30 years, Carlos has been following and sharing these teachings, and has completed the cycles of Vision Quest, Sun Dances, and has participated as a runner in the Intercontinental Journey of Peace and Dignity Prayer in 2000. Through decades of study, direct experiences, and guidance of various teachers, Carlos has decided to dedicate his life to the betterment of Mother Earth, to the path of the heart, and to the elements and cosmos, with the intention of restoring balance within himself and to help others along the way to find a path to their own healing. Currently living in Spain, Carlos offers Temescals, Vision Quest, and other sacred ceremonies on his land and all throughout Europe in the hopes of allowing others an opportunity to reconnect to themselves in a pure and honest way. So that was a mouthful, but that is because Carlos is a man who has lived so much life and who has such a rich story that biography doesn't even begin to scratch the surface. And I think what I enjoy most about Carlos is his willingness to share his journey with us all 
and the lightheartedness and the fun and, and humorous way he shares his medicine and his teachings. It's uh, a great balance because I know he is someone who has endured a lot of difficulty throughout his life. And the fact that he was able to come out on the other end in such a beautiful and prestigious way is deeply inspiring to me. So we discussed so many things in this episode. It's actually more like a casual conversation between him and I, in which we kind of even forgot the microphones or the cameras were there. But some of the things that we discussed was Carlos's experience in the concentration camp and how he felt upon escape and eventually gaining asylum here in Sweden. We spoke about how he ended up healing himself in a way in which unfolded very naturally. He found poetry and art and dance and percussion and began utilizing these modalities, not with the intention of healing himself, but just with a curiosity that eventually did lead to him healing himself. And I just thought that was so wonderful in the way in which he shared that. We spoke about the way in which he eventually met the plant medicines for the first time and some of these ancestral ceremonies from the Americas and meeting his teacher, Alfonso Perez Tanuk. And um, just his entire journey for me, listening to him speak was very reflective of where I am on my point in my journey. And um, I really enjoy the way Carlos speaks. And I pray that you all can follow his, uh, <laughs> his communication methods in a good way. Um, we spoke about how Carlos wants to be remembered as an artist first before anything else. And that this whole idea of labels and putting people in boxes and giving them titles is uh, demeaning and diminishing to people's true potential in life. We spoke about the universal truth of all spiritual doctrines and practices and what it means to truly pray, what it means to truly be grateful, and so much more. I think... Uh, that's been enough of me talking. Let's get right into Carlos's amazing episode with me on Masters of Ceremony. Thank you all so much. Okay, Carlos, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for Hello. coming on. Welcome. How are you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. Need a little bit more rest after the weekend, but yeah. I feel good. Yeah, we had a pretty big weekend together, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was amazing, yeah. Yeah, today is... Thursday and on Friday and Sunday, we had two amazing Temescals sweat lodges for those who don't know. Yeah. And uh, I myself am feeling good, but also still need a bit more rest. <laughs> um, I feel so honored and happy to be able to sit down and have this conversation with you. And uh, although we just met this Friday, I think we can agree that it feels like we've, we've known each other for quite a bit of time. That's true. Yeah. 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 That's that's yeah. so so good for me, and it was such an honor yeah, to be yeah. able to assist yeah. with the fire and bringing in the rocks, and for me to be freshly arrived here in Sweden. For those who don't know, that's where we are currently, on Sala, yeah. Sweden. To come here and be able to sit with traditions and ceremonies associated with the Red Road and the Sacred Fire and all these uh, different practices that I've been engaging in over the years, it's been a uh, one of the biggest blessings for me. So I just want to extend a prayer of gratitude for your life and for you being here doing this work in Sweden. And from the amount of time we spent together, I 
saw very quickly that you have such an amazing story to share, not only with myself, but with whoever listens to this podcast or whoever wants to hear some guidance from a, a character such as yourself. So yeah, we can speak about many things and I don't want to um, ascribe any labels to you because you're a man who is a man first and you're not any of these other ideas or things, but some would call you a, a medicine man or a sun dancer or a vision quester or uh, a musician and all these things. But I would love for you to introduce yourself and speak a little bit maybe about your upbringing and uh, how we met in this way. Well, first, thank you very much. Uh, say that for me, it was a pleasure, it was a gift to, I say to you, to meet you and that you appear just here and in that moment, in that, uh, in that moment of the work here in, in Sweden. So, and I don't think that this is a casualty either. I mean, you know, I think our, we say all the time we are in some, in some way we're reencountering now. Uh, how I arrived here? Well, it's a, when I, when I think about that now, when you were saying that you, we will make this interview, this work, of course, my mind naturally, spontaneously began to, to, to see the whole why here, like, uh, a movie. I was signed to speaking to, with, with Caroline yesterday before yesterday about that, and I I see my life and how the white wolf um, is like. Uh, it's like to see a movie mm-hmm. because I never have the when I was at the Niger, I never have the plans to leave my town, and that was when I was at the Niger in Mar del Plata in Argentina when I was eighteen, seventeen, eighteen years old. I was going to begin to study in the university. I went, went to study psychology and sociology. sociology. And the time was, I would think about that, that was in the, uh, was at the end of the 60s, beginning of the 70s. It, what was happening in the war? Well, it was the May 68 in French with the students' revolt. Still was the Cuban revolution, smoke influencing the whole world was... Uh, bubbling up and so on. Yes. So our generation was in the, I was growing up in that, in that situation. And that, that happened. And sometimes there in the architecture faculty in the town, a group of, of fascists uh, killing the students. There was an assembly of students there, only they come and kill somebody. And it become a, a big, big, big movement in the city and revolt and fight with the police and da, 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 da. And suddenly I find myself, for an emotional reaction, I was not political conscious about nothing, but it was something strong because they killed yes. her, you know. And that began. And after I come in the university, uh, the faculty of psychology, and <laughs> some months after I began to militarize, uh, to be active, organized in a group in the university. And it went deeper and deeper and deeper. And, uh, well, that ended, uh, for to don't make it too long. That was 1973. Perón was coming back to Argentina. And, uh, well, the whole process finished in the 76th, happened the, this military, civilian, ecclesiastic, empresarial, uh, coup, no? In Argentina. 
So they began to to kidnap people and uh, kidnap people and not to send people to the prison in a legal way with the legal process without. Oh, there was forty two, forty six concentration camps. Wow! In Argentina, and when I see concentration camp, I mean that was concentration camp and extermination camp. They mean I was kidnapped. 22 November 1976 uh, by a group of the yeah by a group of the army of soldiers and uh, then I disappeared from the war because the, this concentration camp was uh, what's the name under your underground underground you know so legally I have not uh, nothing in Argentina the police check my I'm clean like a, a princess wow. and did this camp have a name. This place? That was La Perla. That was in Córdoba. It was the second one in Argentina. The biggest one was the ESMA, Escuela Mecánica de la Armada, in Buenos Aires. And the second biggest one was in Córdoba. Well, think about that. I was there, taking that in November uh, 76. And I lived, the, the last day I was in the camp was at the end of, between Christmas and New Year, 1970. Eight and was a, one year in a kind of house arrest. They will decide why say they should do with us a group of survivors. People were seventeen in that group that they was keeping alive us for for different reasons. The most of them unexplainable reason because the question is like all the survivors. After that, they was reading all the books of survivors, people from the concentration yes. camp in Europe. And after such experience, the question of the million of dollars is why me? What I'm alive, you know? Yes. So you have to, this is the thing that's all, all most difficult or I don't know, uh, <coughs> question to, so. Uh, yes, they have a, a term for that. It's called survivor's guilt. What? It's called survivor's guilt, they call it, when you go through a very traumatic experience yeah. and most people die but you survive, yeah. that it brings a lot of feelings of almost even guilt yeah, of saying, why me? Yeah, why, just, why did I survive? Just that, just that, just that. So they was kidnapped approximately between, nobody knows exactly, but was between 2,800, 3,000 people. And the most of them was killed or in torture or, or uh, by the, uh, what's the name? A threatening and killer directly. Oh, wow. Wow. And, uh, okay, many years after, thank you to, thanks to the mothers, to las, las, las madres de Plaza de Mayo, the mothers began to exist, to know where all the kidnapped, all the disappeared people was. And it's a long process. And the thing is that it ended with a process, a big process to all of them, all the militars and civilian people involved, responsible for that. And the most of them are in prison now. Even now? Yeah, yeah, they are in wow. prison. Yeah, yeah, they, it, was, it, was a, it was a kind of uh, exceptional situation because I don't know, I don't see another country in the world that, that was happening that way. Okay, it was the Nuremberg process after the Second War, but not all of them are there because the most of the Nazis after that was too taken to work in the United States, in another yes. country, you know that, that story. So that, that was good. So in the concentration camp, 
in this moment that they put us in house arrest because uh, 1900, yeah, on the end, 1977, 1978, when it was the football championship that was happening in Argentina, was coming to Argentina commissions groups from the Red Corps and Amnesty International. So they began to move the stuff on the concentration camp and there were little people because they took for us, for them to neutralize us, to destroy us, they took only one year. No, destroy, I mean physically, mili yes. military. Yes. Uh, so they didn't know what they, what they really should do with us, the survivors, and we was in some kind of house arrest and I, the first chance I get, I, I, I run. Wow. I leave the country. You know, I went to Brazil because I didn't have a passport. I didn't have no possibility to get it and went directly to ACNUR. This is the Office of, for Refugees of the United Nations and was automatically recognized as a political, political refugee, yes. Get a passport from the United Nations and they got me three chance. They said, well, you can go to Denmark, to Belgium or to Sweden. And I didn't have not, I didn't know so much about this country. My question was, which, which one is the quickest one? Say, so, well, yes. Belgium and Denmark, it can be one year, one and a half year. Sweden is three, four months, say Sweden. So after four months, uh, I arrived to, to, from Rio de Janeiro to Sweden. With, uh, in that time, in my mind, the reason, the purpose was to write the report of the camp because why it was, it was very important, not only for myself, but because for the story, for the people, for the political situation, that because it was some countries that deny now it's no concentration camp in Argentina. No, it's not the most of the country that was involved in the same political purpose now. So there were some people who didn't believe that this war even happened in yeah. Argentina. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So was so was to write the report and to kill myself. So without dramas. And uh, well, I was one year, one and a half year writing the report. I get help from Swedish journalists. From I was received here. That's my second country. I mean, now I see that uh, I could have have a better choice of country than, than this one. Because it was like from, come from that hell to a freezer, you know? Yes. And, and get the, the containment and, and security to, to do what? So when the report was ended, well, that with the suicide and kill myself was still like, uh, I was not so stable, so to say, in that time. I had a lot of things to work. So let me ask you, uh, because I'm, I'm very curious, because I, it's so rare that you get to speak to somebody who went through these terrible things. It's, it's, uh, it's almost unimaginable. So as much as you're willing to share, how were you processing the level of torture and interrogation and murder and all these things that you experienced in the concentration camps, how, what kind of state of mind were you in when you got to Sweden? And like, what were you thinking about humanity as a, as a whole kind of existential way of thinking? What were you, what was on your mind? Well, I can say that I, my plan or my purpose or the thing was first, first and everything to write the report. That was the most important thing. And to, in some way, grant my sure that, 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 that will reach people, that, that will, you know, 
So when I had it ready, it was some television programs, interviews in newspaper here in Sweden, and I sent copies of the report to Amnesty International, to Red Horse, to, to different politicians here in Sweden, in Argentina, <laughs> in Spain. It was, and after that become, was more rapport from another people because more groups or people coming, arriving to different countries in Europe with their own experience in yes. different camps in Argentina. <coughs> so what I was thinking was, I didn't have, I can say that I didn't have a, so where my life I'm going to do like that and about humanity. I was absolutely, I mean, deep sad. And, uh, yeah, sad and deep depression and confused. Uh, and I was doing things like spontaneously. I didn't say, for example, well, I shall do that like a kind of therapy, or I shall do this, the other, or yes. I shall do. Things were happening like for survival, I think. What I was doing was I was playing guitar in the kitchen, writing poetry, putting stuff out, but not with a purpose. Well, I now I play guitar, or I shall write for to war yeah. with that. It was mm -hmm. only happening. I mean, it was like living die after die, you know? And, well, approximately <laughs> like now, is this living now, I hear. So the, the whole world, I didn't know that I was writing or painting or playing guitar and composing uh, like a therapy. It took 10 years to me, looking back, I said, well, my why was, because it was the guitar, the writing poetry, the painting, when that come, the percussion and the drum, they took over yes. and everything disappeared. And after that, I discovered that the why of heal myself was occurrently, was uh, occurring, happening in that way. Uh, yes. Everything, yes. when I discovered that, I put all that, my experience of the service to work with people, like how art and creative stuff and instrument can help you in a lot of stuff. That does this only to pine or to play music, for to be a musician, or for to be a painter, or something like that. No, it's for, for to work with yourself. No, it's another concept of, of art. So a change was, the thing was moving. I finished with a report, and uh, what did I do? I didn't come to the university for to continue my studies in psychology, or I was thinking maybe I study architecture. I, I was really confused. I didn't know. And it was, uh, said, so, well, I come in an art School, Nickelvik School in Stockholm, was there two years uh, <coughs> until I went to. I heard people play percussion, samba music in, in the place I was living. I was living in the place in Drinkavi, a quarter, like, like was considered the ghetto of, of Stockholm, a lot of yes. immigrants and. And just because when I have been in Brazil, those three months waiting for the passport of the United Nations and the, and the visa, visa of Sweden to travel here, I took contact for the first time in my life. I listened to a group of Brazilian people playing percussion in, in the beach. And it was for me a big contrast. I mean, think about the darkness, darkness the big darkness in the concentration, in the prison, and before the prison, suddenly we saw in living in a beach in, in the south of Rio de Janeiro and the sun, the football. Yeah, uh, wow. I mean, all, and suddenly I, I always liked the drums, but I never played more the manifestation. The... I love the drums, have a special power to me. 
So to hear that group, I always remember that because that played a big, a big role in my life. The percussion, the percussion and the drum. When I come to Sweden, I was, what shall I do? What I not do? This is art, this is psychology, I'm confused. I began to study with a guy from Uruguay and another from Brazil. Drums, and the drum was taking me more and more and more and more and more. And I was studying until after some years, I found, I built up a group with children from the ghetto and young people that began to grow up again and suddenly this little group was growing up and began a kind of, a kind of, no, was actually suddenly get the role as a instrument uh, to work against racism and integration of people because, you know, in that group were people from different countries in South America, from Finland, from Europe, from North America, from, and with applying, uh, it's not necessary to say, where are you coming from? It's no division. Yes. It's no cultural division, no biographical, no historical limits. You know, here is about to be together here and now. And, and you know the power of Samba, that is such energy that yes. goes up. Uplifting. Yeah. So it was an integration stuff. And suddenly we went to the newspaper and television. And uh, we get a, a really good economical uh, support from the government, from the culture ministry, for to, for to sustain the project during three years it was a lot of money that time. So from that little group in the, with racism and become a well, become more professional, and we was working seven, nine years in that project, and this come a moment that I become a little kind tired of that. Because it was like a package, yeah, yeah, that, 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 have another role was more institution and a tablet and become political stuff in between. And I have, uh, I met a woman, one of the biggest teachers I met in my life, a woman from the Czech Republic, a teacher in song, voice teacher, that I began with her as a student and she told me to work as assistant with her in the Czech Republic and in Germany, different countries, I hope. I've been working with her five years. Without to speak about shamanism and all stuff, she was a woman that through the world with voice helped the people and moved the people to the thing was stand up for what you really are, stand up for the truth, whatever is the truth, and da 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 da, da and the emotional honesty. So that gives me a lot of uh, uh, instruments, yes. wise to keep working. At that time, I, have, I, I had through her, I began to give workshops in percussion in different parts of Europe, in the level of institution, like the art school in, in Holland, in Amsterdam, uh, INRI International Institute in Berlin. The thing I was working with percussion, my work no was like samba, like, you know, that kind of stuff. When I was living in Argentina, I come back a little bit. When I was living in Argentina, I, I, when I live in Argentina, to Rio de Janeiro, I did it by bus. My brother was with me. I took my brother with me. He come with me because they could kill him or whole my family. They took represalias. Yes. You, like the mafia. You away, I kill your father, your mother. You, and I know that they did pff, hundreds of times. Um, in the bus, I get, I read for first time an interview to Carlos Castaneda. It was in English, I remember. I was like, Little but and that, but I was getting enough to be really come inside yeah, myself. Wow. Think about that. 
when I think years after, I be, because I saw a lot of things happening that was happening and I was doing that, but you, if you in that moment ask me, Carlos, why are you doing that? I say, well, I don't know, because I feel, I really don't know. I do that. When I was coming to Europe with this stuff, uh, <clears throat> to write the report and kill myself, it was one of the strongest feelings I get in the concentration camp after that experience that I was destroyed, that there was nobody inside me, because that was the purpose of them. Destroy you first, military, physically, politically, ideologically, until if I put you in freedom, no worry, man, because there's nobody inside you, mm, you know? Yeah. So I was having that feeling, and I, and I, when I was reading the poetry that I, or the things, I say poetry, the thing that I was writing in that moment, trying to write the, the form of poetry, uh, was about that. I was the feeling I wanted to kill myself because it was nobody. The, 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 the last I have to give was to write the report. I was no more for me in life. And when I read this interview to, of, to Carlos Castaneda, the journalist that I remember that was Alexandra Corvalan. I never shall forget that. When I was reading that, and I began to be take contact with this concept like the uh, importancia personal or personal importance, something that we call ego here normally. Uh, it was like I began to discover that the thing that I lose, that they destroyed it in the kind was my description of life and my description of myself. Yes. You know wow. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So after I discovered that there is a lot of people that can be many, many years making workshops and works and stuff for to be free from that, uh, for the power of the ego, to put the ego in the right light, and I, and I get it like, like that, you know, and I didn't know approximately like that. It's not that I discovered it. I say, oh, wow, now you see it. No, no, it was an <laughs> yeah. intuition, you know. It took many years until I could confirm that 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 was that, that made sense. Uh, then, when I was working with teaching, when I was giving workshops and classes with percussion, I was giving class, I mean, I said, what, I mean, maybe one Monday we're free because I would like... Monday, uh, sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, three days a week with children, uh, two days with uh, uh, teenager performance. The weekend was used. It was only it's just because I get tinnitus, for example, for do so much. Uh, I was using well. After that, when I go to Sweden, I described by the books of Carlos Castaneda. Was sorry, my first contact with the traditional world, the red wife or the peyote wife. Uh, and I read all the books and I was amazed because I was not asking myself, it is true, Don Juan existed, don't exist, it's, it's, a, it's, a, noma, it's a novel, it's what? For me, it doesn't matter because yeah, I, I get remember. a lot of concepts that works for me. So we're trying to apply, to use a lot of concepts taking from that in the percussion class. In the percussion class, I was amazing about the thing, I mean, I was interested about what's happening who is playing the drum when you are really in the drum? I knew that was a, a deep, uh, old tradition and corp, corp of knowledge coming from Africa behind the playing drum, mm -hmm. like the samba. I mean, we in Occident banalized that, that. Da, 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 da. No, no, this is, you know, the different patterns you play. They are evoking and moving different kind of energy. You go to countless yes. people in Brazil, that is figure that I, 
Fano is like, oh, this samba. But originally, there was pattern to call the energy vibration, the Jemanja, the spirit of the water, this one for Tukal, and that was the thing that moved me. You know? Yes. When you play drum, who is playing the drum? Is the drum playing you? Are you playing that? The, all that stuff. And I was <clears throat> given, I was working in a, a beautiful, beautiful festival for musicians in Germany, Musenberg Festival. I was six, seven years working there. And I was with the drum and the sound and all the stuff with the German people and with the Castaneda's, Toltecas stuff. In my own way. I remember that now and sometimes I smile because the innocence of some kind, but that works, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, so sometimes I finish one class, is coming a German guy and say to me, oh, you are Carlos, the one with the samba and Tolteca stuff. Quah, 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 quah. I say, what are you loving about? What, what is funny with that? No, 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 no. He says, I just come from Mexico the last week. Huh? Yeah, and what? And look, he opened a, um, showed me photographs in ceremony with the old people. And, and I was like that. Wow. And he said to me, would you like to come to a peyote ceremony? And I said, yes, of course that I would, but <laughs> I don't have the money. They were like, no, 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 no. He's coming a chief here to the Black Forest in Germany in, at the end of September. Nothing like that. that time I was living in Switzerland. I said, of course I'm coming. So I come, I remember I took a train from the place I was living in the Italian Switzerland and arrived to that and had my first meeting with the, with the Indian people. Wow. Yeah, I so how disappointed <laughs> <laughs> I was when I met uh, Alfonso, uh, that was a shaman, the chief, and Knud, because I come with that, you know, that picture that you have about the shaman. Romantic so. idea. Yeah, yeah. Yes, when I go yes. <laughs> and say to them, the hair like that, Levis, Adidas, the packet <laughs> of Marlboro here, the pint of Coca-Cola there, the coffee yeah. here, a jacket of leather with an eagle here. But normal people know this stuff, nothing, you know, yes, no, yes. not a feather, nothing. And they was laughing about the German people that was coming with feathers hanging and jackets. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> she was saying, what the fuck, are you going to a carnival? <laughs> that was Alfonso, Alfonso yeah. Perestinok. After that weekend, uh, it's not that I went to that for my first Mascali Nipi and my first Peyote ceremony. You know that I went there and after three months and why, no, no, after that weekend, it was every weekend, every weekend, he was picking me from Switzerland, taking me to Berlin. He was near, uh, he has, uh, he has uh, arrived to, to Germany a few weeks before I meet him. So I have been working and learning with him very close. This is Alfonso. Alfonso, yeah. Alfonso Perez. Alfonso Perez. Yes. During 12 years, I become the hymns, hymns, uh, hombre del tambor, hymns trans man. Yes. Because the percussion, I mean, because the percussion with another stuff, you know, it's not only about the technical stuff. So through him, I was traveling a lot and meeting other people from Mexico, from all America. And it was so, I was my, I was learning. Uh, and meeting myself with, with them. Uh, well, that's until now. I have been working with Alfonso up to, you know, seven years ago. Last time I saw him for four years, five years in ceremonies in Catalonia, in Spain. Yes. So to Alfonso, I met Aurelio. Uh, 
El Pancho, Francisco, Nahuiolín, he's he died in uh, Journey of Peace and Dignity 2004. Uh-huh. A pure, a big man. I have him, in, have him in, in my heart still. I was remembering him and praying for him. Now we were last work with the defunto the last weekend. Yes, yes. Uh, so, and then in that way, I, well, I moved, moved into different countries. I was trying to follow Alfonso. Alfonso was, I met him in Germany. I was living in Germany then. He moved to Spain and I moved to Spain. Well, I was one year student in London. I was doing voice and movement therapy. It was the only time that we was, that I was, was seven months that I was not participating in ceremonies. Uh, and when I moved, I moved to Spain. He was living here. So I did my vision quest in the beginning of, it was 2001. 2001 was my first vision quest. And this was where? The, my vision quest, I did it in the, in Vasco, in El País Vasco. Mm-hmm. In uh, in uh, the north of Spain. Uh, after that, the sun dances. I have been dancing with Alfonso. I have been dancing in, in the País Vasco. I have been dancing with Wambly, Jose in Mexico. I have been dancing with Kimasa in Mexico. Wambly, I have been dancing with Masatsin and Wambly again in Portugal. On the, I mean, and I, be, I began to run Temascals in 200, 2004, I think was the fact, 2000. Yeah, year 2004 was my first Temascal run. Mm, wow. I think. So it was a kind of, uh, I look to a lot and it's a kind of integration of, of everything. I mean, when I, when I, when I, I remember that when I discovered that first ceremony in Germany with Alfonso, when I, Discovered that for me, I was a little bit tired about having working as a percussionist, as an actor, as an incidental composer in theater piece, having international tour with really important groups. No, I don't say important group because I was important because all the time I have been playing with people that know. I I always like it to play with people that knew a lot of more than me. I have yes. more fun because I yes. learned it a lot, you know. Uh, as an actor, I was living in Switzerland. I have I have been giving uh, classes of five rhythms, uh, dance, and, and I was little. Pff, it was the it was the ego uh, everywhere, and I was yes. this competition I couldn't find there. And when I find that, this I feel that well, I found that's that. So I live the, the I live the the painting, the composing, the music. The dance, the theater, the, everything. You said this is the why. And and what was it about this first ceremony with Alfonso, peyote ceremony, yeah. correct? What yeah. was it in this ceremony that you fell in love with, if you can put words to it? Well, it's uh Was it the structure or the ritual? No, I feel the perfect when I come to the <laughs> it was so much, you know. It was so much information, so much happening and contradictory thing because in some way I mean, I was absolutely, from the first moment, absolutely surrounded to that power, to that medicine. And the other way, I was listening to them and said that they are absolutely great. <laughs> they are speaking to the stones. I mean, oh, I, was wow. to stone. I mean, I want to smoke what they have been smoking. <laughs> they take this kind of stuff in the moon and speak to the fire, like, and say, grandfather to the fire. And I will, I will have to be the effect of the peyote. Or, mm-hmm. 
I didn't believe that until I get the tobacco in my hand. And when I took the tobacco in my hand and breathed and would say something, I had the feeling that, oh, oh, here is something happening. Yes. This is really happening. It's real. Mm. So what's happening? Thing you felt that this temascal was, I mean, the, the hardest temascal I've been in my life. Why? Well, because in my innocence, I was living in Switzerland. I was three, four hours by trying to arrive to the place. In the morning, <laughs> to to Mike, I was having a picture of what a ceremony will be. So I, I shave my, I shave my, my hair. Shy. Yes, yes, but yes. shave uh, not only like that, that really you know, like that. You know, when you shave yourself, mm-hmm. when you are knee shaved, this is very sensitive. You do. Yes, yes. Only that you feel. So I yes. come to a first temascal with this shaven in the <laughs> Freshly shaved face. Wow. Was there a lot of Germany? <laughs> when I say a lot of German men coming like that with feathers and the Chanupa going up from there. And Alfonso, when that kind of people come, people like say, say, ah, so I have a lot of shamans today. <laughs> Warriors yes. of power. Put 52 stone, put 28 in one time. So it was wow. like a hell, you know. Yes. I didn't run away, literally. Didn't run away from that Damascus because I couldn't. Mm. Because it was full with full with men, the most mm-hmm. of the world. I think that there was only one, two women there. German guys like that, and I was sitting there, guys, and it was, <laughs> was absolutely terrible. I, I really was feeling that my brain would, how do you say, when the air was bowling. Yeah, you know, yeah, boiling. Yes. And Alfonso was this to me, and suddenly he began to support me. Carlos, come on, Fuerza, Carlos, bah, 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 dun, dun, singing. I, I still remind the song. Sing, 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 it's going to hurt. I remember the song. I, 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 I get, I mean, what the fuck, I shall song. I, mean, I yeah. remember that, because el corazón me está quemando, el corazón me está matando, like a cry. Mm. I started there, and when I went out, I went out, so in four legs, and started so to the left of the door, and I was sucking there, and crying like a child, like that. <laughs> It was a kind of nostalgic. It was not painful. It was a nostalgic. It was like I, I rem- suddenly remember something that I had lost. I don't know. I have wow. No wow. So they cover me with a field. Field? A blanket. A blanket. And leave me there half hour or more. And so I was crying a lot. And I saw I woke up and was another face. Went to the tipi, the tipi, the tipi. The ceremony, the Peyote ceremony in the tipi. And I really was suffering a lot in my head because they were there. Yes. And I forced to say, that was another thing that said, he's strange, he's strange thing is happening. And for, when we put the purpose with the tobacco before the Temascal, I remember that I, I was thinking so much about what they are doing and what they are doing and blah, 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 what the fuck is that, I'm speaking with stone and thinking with that. I was with my mind like that. Mm, so I yeah. said, okay, Carlos, the only thing that I do was my purpose. So I don't want to think anymore. I don't want to have thoughts. I want to receive. So I said, oh, grandfather, fire. So please burn my head. And I remember <laughs> that Alfonso and the fireman, Knut, they looked to the other, so like that. And I didn't understand. So maybe I said stupid things, you know. Then when I was in the Temascal and I was feeling that it was burning my head, knee shivered, 
I could make the relation, the association between what I was saying. Yes. So I learned that be really careful. <laughs> what do you express with that? In, yes, in your the power mind? of the prayer with the, the tobacco. Power of the prayer. Yes. So when we come in the period in the tipi, Alfonso said, oh, can you, Carlos, come and sit here and put me to the left of him. Close to him was the place of the, of the drummer in that, in, in that moment. And the thing is that it was the only, after a while when the ceremony was ended, I checked it because I saw that it's, that's not true. Here is some, here is some. I was in the only place in the tipi that was in the lining, it was a hole. That's something, I don't know how, was a hole, some burning hole in the tipi. So I, with that in my head, I was the whole night sitting here and I was having here like somebody was doing. <laughs> so wow. I was putting my dad, it was refreshing myself, you know. Mm. And I said, well, that can't be a casualty, the Ingen's loom. Mm, can be yes. a casualty. So it was a couple of things happening, the, that sense of, that you have sometimes, you know, the one is reading the ceremony, you, the, I'm sure that you get it, that you say, he's reading my thoughts. Is he inside my mind? I think about something, he said that, or just the opposite. So that was that. That was, we get a really nice connection with Alfonso. That time was really, really nice. With he and Knut, a German man, that was his uh, fireman then. Mm. And I remember that he asked him, oh, you know, I have it reading Castaneda. And I, he hated Castaneda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People either love or hate him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I asked about, is you and read that? He said, well, that's the work we are doing, but in a more Sylvester way, he said, in a more simple way. But this, uh, yeah, that's that direction. Have to do with all the cars. And, mm. and uh, well, I said to you, it was in a point I said when I did this ceremony and I mean the medicine and the fire and all that, that is more the peyote, more than that. That I said, well, I find that and I finished with theater, finished to go and to teach percussion, finished with everything. Because this is the truth, this is the why. Took four years, five years to go to ceremony and to eat medicine until one time I remember when I hear a voice inside myself. Let's say the voice of the peyote, let's say the voice of the spirit, let's say the voice of my underconscious, or my but whatever they say, you are stupid. Mm. It's not about to put it apart. You should have lived the theater, the painting, the, the thing in here is to integrate all of that. Everything. And to put it behind a bigger purpose, you know. So I took it again and began to work in some way with classes, with... Uh, as a result of that, I discovered in a natural way. So I put all of that stuff. You see, a way to work is a really, really, really car. It's not, am I not the only one saying that in me coming in a kind of spontaneously unconscious way. If you have a life, you shall align the uterus, the mascal, and the fire, you really shall align that. If that shall be a circle, that shall be a circle, not something that is approximately a circle. The, the proportion and the distance between the uterus, between the altar and the fire and the half moon, is not like a ah, half night. There shall be a half moon and the yes. distance should be tricycle. This is sacred geometry. You really shall do that. And we made the altar and the colors and everything had to be clean and blah, blah, blah. Because why? 
but natural because it produces destruction. Yeah, that's destruction, but especially because it affects your psyches. Yes. It's like you come into your room or your house, and this is absolutely, yeah, you know, that, that, and your psyche feel you come in a spy that things are harmonized and there's so much information that is, and you feel, and you feel good. That, that is the sign. Yes, yes. That's natural now. Yeah, even many days later, coming back to the altar of the Temescal and still seeing all the flowers, just seeing it right away yeah. helped me feel at peace yeah. again. Yeah. So yeah, these these designs and these ways of building the altar is not just for for beauty. It's for yeah. a real effect of, yeah. of the heart and mind. Yeah. Wow. So so this so, so many questions I could ask you, Carlos. Um, then then <coughs> to end with that part. I discovered it because I began to study. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I was teaching some stories to you that about the way to do things. Yes, yes. Uh, after the instruction given, you say, okay, that's the instruction, but I have to check it. I have to know in my high camp because uh, if I were, if I had the responsibility to work with people and work with the open heart and open minds mm -hmm. and work with the sick, it's a very, very sensitive work is not, it's not a joke. You can yes. be really destroyed, you yes, know, serious. or be in total unbalance because this is medicine. It was like everything in the way you keep a good relationship with that, but that can destroy you. It's like water, fire, the fire give you life, but can kill you. The water is the same and with, with everything. Um, <clears throat> this, that to, to take care of the shapes of the coal or some, all that stuff. Uh, um, I have been in Mexico. I have been dancing in Mexico, sun dancing there, and I have been there. Uh, uh, not only dancing. I was in the journey of peace and dignity. It was year two thousand. We was running from Ushuaia to Mexico seven months. Yes, that's with what the I want to ask you about. Where, you well. know that word. Yes. So I was really trying to learn and to listen to them and to go to people to really understand and go to the story of Temazcal, how is the difference between Temazcal in Mexico and the Nipi from the Lakota people, or Navajo people, all that difference and wise toward the dance. I discovered the in Xochitlinquica, La Flor y el Canto, is is all. Toltecayotl, Toltecayotl, Toltecayotl. Toltecayotl, I don't know how it's the name in English. That is very much more, thousands of years older than we know as Mexico and Mexican. Now, Mexicanity and Mexico. Mexico was founded in 1824. Mm-hmm. To begin. And the Aztecas represent, is like, is now the, the, the period of decadence of the old knowledge. So this is the pre-classic one, that is the Olmeca one, that they put all the fundaments of knowledge. Yes. The classic Tolteca, yes, was the splendor of that culture there, yeah? And after that is coming the Azteca, and, mm -hmm. and throw, and there is no matter, I mean, the, the Mexican um, thinkers and people that are looking, look, that represent yeah, the decadence of that, now when, it makes it that way European come and the state is formed. When I'm speaking about the Olmeca and the fundament is like Olmeca, Tolteca, so the, all the grounds of the work we are doing is coming from them. I mean, think about that they have the concept of the mathematical absolute zero or the same time or before the Egyptian people. Yes, wow. For example, about the 
the uh, the count of time, the calendar with, with the, the, the days is very much more exact than the Gregorian we used you know, to mean months and years and how do you divide the dice and all, all that stuff. So uh, uh, you there discovered that, uh, for example, the instruction from Dom, uh, when you read it, it's pure poetry. You read the text of Nesawal Coyotl, for example, that is one of the most uh, known. He was government, architect, poet, writing, uh, shaman. And you read the instruction, the philosophical, they have philo when you, uh, on the level of philosophy, they have a... Yes. No. All this stuff, how long time, what, why are we living here? If this is so little, so short time, what is the purpose to, to be alive? What is real and what's not real? I mean, the question that all the, the old people of the thinkers in all the countries have been doing, like uh, Aristoteles, Plato, for many years ago, in the foundation of Occident, or the Sufis, yes. or, you know, the sun. Well, they have a, a, if we speak about philosophy and art, they are one of the six of the of the six most important civilization in the world, like Taoist, uh, well, Christianity, uh, yes. Sumerians. No, people in the West don't bring them up too much. You don't hear about this in history yeah. too yeah. much. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah. So now he's discovering that because he come first in Occident. Come what the Buddhism and the thing from Orient come one began in the sixties. Yes. He began with the stuff with meditation. We was living in the mind, no? the Occidental mm -hmm. trapped here. Come Buddhism, it was during 20, 30 years, and after 1990, the end of, yeah, in the 80s, began to call this stuff, now it's kind of shamanism and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and Indian stuff. And yes. In good ways and in not so good ways, but they see that energy, that, that, that knowledge is, 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 is flowing in the whole planet. You have, I mean, I don't know if there is a country that there is not a Temascal just now. True. No, because you read and, and you read the, the Sachilatul and Fire and another group from different lineage. And it's South Africa. It, yeah, Asia. Everywhere. everywhere. No. Yeah. So this lineage, this La Flor y el Canto, uh, because there is many, this is different frequencies coming It's different lineage. For example, I could, in my experience, observe that it is, uh, uh it's one, this is, this kind of mystic, Azteca, militarist. They are one that in the ceremonies, they are, the woman here, and there, you have to resist and to run the warriors. And, mm. and this is another that were more with sensibilities closer to art. Tolteca, means uh, artist, but artist of yourself, mm, yes. you know? So their, their concept, uh, La Guerra Florida, the flower at war, what's the flower at go, uh, war? Is the war, again, your personal importance? Is the, is the cleaning of yourself until you can identify with, with your essence? Like, and then you, when you are in that level, you discover that this design, that Zen Buddhism, that Sufism, Rumi was writing the same kind of things. And then you go deeper and what's about? I mean, what's about the ceremonies? About, about all, all that? 
what is about to be yourself? Mm. All, all that work, I mean, for to be, for to transform it, for to be true, I mean, the work is in yourself. I mean, you know, I could have learned, I can learn all the protocols in the design. For example, in a, in a, in a four tobacco ceremony or ceremony at Maria Luna, I know the first word, the tobacco and moving that way. And uh, first with that, and after it's coming the medicine, and the medicine will do away, never the one, the design of the fire, the colors, where is you put the drum, how move the sound, that mm -hmm. I can do 20 sun dance or 40, but if I don't work with myself, I mean, like, I'm, I, I, I'm, be, I'm being a fucking good technic mm -hmm. about that stuff. Yes. But I can feel, I can keep being so jealous, envious, or stupid or ignorant inside myself in relation with people I life like. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That. So the thing is how, how we integrate until we reach the point that I say, I'm speaking with a fireman where I work at home. I mean, be aware that you are not working with someone outside. You are working with your man's energy. That's your sperma. Mm. When you are taking it inside of the mascal, you have to be clean. You are penetrating a sacred vagina. You see, that is the belly of the woman. Mm -hmm. And you are penetrating that. So you have to be really clean of that. After mm. to be clean of that, you need to work in yourself, you know. Mm, yes. In some place, they call it for neo-shamanism. In Peru, there is people that I discuss that the objective of this work is only to work with yourself. I think that this is an integration of the both, too. Because this with the, I don't know, I feel that this with the uh, outside world and inside world, but then it's, it's, I mean, the secret is, is, is in, in your perception of things. Yes. This is a moment that is not outside, that is not inside. I mean, what you feel or do here affect that. And what's happened, it affects you. So it's not like there is out and there is in. When you, <coughs> it's like when you, when you, when you try buffo. There's no out and in. There is <laughs> yeah. no one that can speak or think about out. The unity is happening yes, it's and just there is one. no more words. I mean, this disappeared now. Yeah. So art, spirituality, science, and politics, I think that is, we are living in a time that is just the same. Mm. I mean, I mean... You can, you can pray for the water. You can pray for water, for speech, for the water, for the water, and purify and the healing of water. Uh, but it's not enough. I mean, I say, yeah, you pray, but what have you been doing the last week about that? Mm, Do you think yes. that, that Monsanto and Nestlé that want to privatize water, that we are going to stop that with a pray? Mm. Say to people, some people be angry with me, say, what are you speaking about? I mean, you self let me, remind me, when Europe come there, they say to us, Galeano write about it, they say to us, close your eyes, pray, and they go, they go we, we was having the earth, we was living there, no? They call it America. We was living mm -hmm. there, we was having the earth, we were living there, and they come and say to us, close your eyes and pray, and give us, give us the Bible. So when we open the eyes, they was having the earth, and we was we was only praying. Mm, wow! So I, I feel that this is, of course, that this have to pray, of course, this is fundamental because it's like 
It's like to have a contact to, or to contact the ground, the fundamentals of everything. It's like in the Vedanta or in the Ayurvedic text. I mean, the, what is called for the Akasha, mm -hmm. the Akashic register. I mean, yes. it's a matrix, energetic matrix, first energetically that make it's possible. For this organism to be like this is because energetically it's a kind of matrix that for some kind of vibration, I should say, manifest like, ta-da, this is Carlos and Andrew or table or whatever. That is, that is, of course, that is necessary and is the beginning of everything and sustain everything and is the door to have contact, have a relationship with an explainable thing that we feel, but we can't speak about that. Call good, call Wakantanka, call Tunkashila, call the Tao, or the Zero Absolute. Doesn't matter. Uh, but you have to act. Yes, you need the action with the prayer as well. In the yes. medicine wheel is, is, is the West. We have the spirit or the energy or purpose. We have the heart, the capacity, capacity to feel, the capacity to think and to act. And for to be complete, we need, we need to have it tight. Before I have a purpose, I feel, I think, I act. I make a coherence of what that. If not, we can be tripped in one of them, or we try it in the, only the spiritual one, and they're going to be like, you know, yes. la, 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 la. or I can be tripped in the capacity to feel, and I be so romantic and stuff, and mm. it's only like that, but they don't, I, I don't think, don't act, my mm. feelings like, pff. or I can be like Occident, tripped only in the mind, yes. really good, necessary, I can make computers, yeah, amazing machines, think very complicated, but it's, I destroy thing, I'm making a disaster. This is violating, raping my own heart, my body, my mm, skin, yeah. raping the air, raping the women. Or be trapped in the materia, only in the physicality and, you know, senses. And so we need the force, yeah, because in the mountain, they have this design we want. One year here, one year here, one year here, one year here, we feel that this, this stuff, no? Yes. So. Actually, it's very simple and it's very old in Sochitilin Quica, La Flor del Canto. And, and sometimes people say, well, Carlos, what? You are a therapist, shaman, what, what are you? A poet. Mm. I went to die as a poet, an artist put there, but it's pure art, man, but real yes. one. Yes. You know. Art with heart. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Because we are creating things all the time. I mean, yes. and you go deeper in that and you, I mean, you discover that we could speak about everything we are, have been speaking here. We are speaking in terms and using words and concepts that are coming from the red, white, or techity, Lakota, mm -hmm. all that. But we could speak about just the science speaking in terms of quantum physics yeah. or subatomic physics. Mm. Everything is related. We are a relation. First, we were thinking in the, with the Newtonian description of the world, mm -hmm. it was uh, the sustaining of reality was material. The little one uh, was the molecule. Say, so, well, this is the little, the more, less than that can be. I say, no. They opened and say, this is atom. Mm -hmm. This is more. Say, but more than that, and they opened the atom. And they say, no, it's this more smaller thing. So there is an electron and protons and neutron and, 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 and suddenly, and you open it, this is nothing because there's this big distance between the proton and yeah. electron, so it's emptiness. I say, and then what? What? Because 
That means that the universe is sustained by the mind. It's a big mind. And you say that, that thing is happening because it's a, it's a relationship between things. I mean, think about the planets going, moving around the sun. This is in a perfect equilibrium, a rhythmical one, an harmonic one. And all the things is a result of a relation. We are all that. It's a relation of relation of relation of relation. We are relative. It's everything about. I want metakiasi. That's the sign. So when some people say, say oh, metakiasi, you have no idea what you are saying. Yeah. You think that it's only say, hello, <laughs> or thank you. No, no. That concept, metakiasi. Everything is related. Pure quantum physics, or. Yes. So what? Quantum physics discovery began to discover you well after Einstein, when they began. 1920, 1930. Mm -hmm. David Bohr. Or this Weisenberg, I mean, all that science man. Those people knew that for 5,000 years ago, man. <laughs> yeah. No? Yeah. Because it's not only speaking about our relations to the mountains and the rivers, it's speaking about all of existence. And uh, I think that's the core of a lot of things I've heard you speak to that it doesn't matter that you're chasing this dream of the red road or this sect of shamanism or this or that, that at the fundamental heart of these practices, it's all the same. It's becoming more connected with yourself, yeah. with those who came before you, with those who are to come and with everything in existence. Yeah. 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 And I think I'm seeing that more and more now being here in Europe because I'm being exposed to different people with different ancestors and different traditions. And something you spoke about often this weekend was saying, Hey, like I know everybody is happy. I'm here doing this Temescal, but your people, your people, your ancestors were doing very similar things. And it's important to learn about what they were yeah. doing as yeah. well. So Carlos today, I know you see what I see because I'm a part of it. But so many young people are chasing the vision and dream of shamanism and the medicine man yeah. and medicine women and yeah. Yeah. specifically the, the Native Americas. They're very attracted to that idea of medicine work. Yeah. But if we really look at each and every one of our own ancestral practices, we all have our own traditions. So what advice would you give to somebody who excuse me, who wants to walk this path of spirituality and with coming back to themselves, but are convinced they can only do it by studying the red road or this or that. What advice would you give to someone to connect with their own ancestry? Well, uh, there is a thing that uh, we have to learn to, to put you more in tune, for example, because Think about that. All that information, all those concepts, all this what shamanism or the red wire that is coming from from America, from the north, from the center, from the south to Europe, uh, which are in the nineties. That the thing is, when they have been observing that that uh, in the ground, the concept of perception in that cultures, in, in that corp of knowledge, is different yes. to the Occidental one. Why? 
Because here in Occident, the perception is a, is a mental thing. It's from the mind. You perceive with, with your mind. The psyches in the Greek in the Greek mythology is a woman with white clothes with a lamp that is working in darkness and, and naming things. Church, window, human being, floor, yes. but it's the mind. It's the mind. All our science is developed through to the mind. This has, this is the scientific stuff. It's mind stuff. Go and speak to some science men about yeah, but what about your feelings? Say what 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 are you to do with that? In the laboratory it's no feeling, there is nothing about that. It's a mind and mathematical and science that so perception is a question of mind in Occident. There in the origin, when you learn it with the Tolteca stuff and Castaneda helps a lot, and people that really are keeping that knowledge, it's a question of the body. Is your body, is your energetic, your physical body and your energetical body that perceive? Mm, yes. It's the body, it's the whole body that perceives. It's like you have to be a complete. It's not only the mind. The mind is a part of that. But fundamentally, the perception is bodily. It's just because when you go to a Temascal or a ceremony, they say to you, you are not here to think or to understand. You are here to feel. Why? Because we are hanging here. And we need to go down, not only for to learn, for to be shaman or for whatever. For yourself, if you don't have contact with your whole organism, well, you are only a little part of yourself. And that is going to be mad because the mind alone, uh, disconnected from the less, is, is, is mad. It's pure madness. Yes. And if somebody don't believe that, okay, look at the situation of the world. Yes, exactly. Now, and the situation of the mind of the people. I mean, yeah. millions of examples. So... The thing is, when you are going to approach, you are, when you are going to approach this kind of knowledge and you really want to know or to integrate or to heal yourself or whatever you want to call that, you have to know that you have to change your mind. You can receive these instructions, this kind of instruction, with the same occidental mind that you was shaped. Because it's like the program in a computer, you know. It's a man, Nacho, from Venezuela, a music, musician, composer, that is coming. He is doing the, his, his last vision quest this year. And he composed a lot. He was really impressed about that work. And he composed a song that in one part I said, he come only one year, two years, and look at that. He write a phrase that, that says like that. Uh, in Spanish is para que este conocimiento te llegue, te tenés que transformar. For this knowledge, for to get this knowledge, for to, to get this kind of understanding, you have to transform yourself. Yes. If you don't transform yourself, you are not going to get that. You are going to get the, the superficial part of that. So it's not only about to go and learn and repeat. I mean, I mean, I usually say to people in the world, I mean, don't believe nothing. Everything... But I say, don't believe nothing about it. Not because I'm lying, but because if you don't experience it, it's only a verbal mind agreement that, and that doesn't help. You need to really embody that. Yes. Here, the learning, the understanding doesn't come through intellectual uh, agreements. Yes. That comes through resonance. Another comes from physics. 
this field. You put a guitar there and a guitar there, and I put the D in the E there, and this D is going to do mm, without nobody touching. With those happening in the sign. Yes, the resonance. I resonate, I send a vibration, and without to speak, you are going to feel it. If I will feel here in bad humor or sad without to express nothing, I don't need to say that. You are going to feel that. Yeah. Or, or, or the opposite, yes. you know. So we are resonance creators. So if you come and begin with this work, this time if you want to go and work with Buddhism or meditation, all that stuff, you need that. That mind, that mind is really good to create the machines, logical understanding, but this is a, it's like that. Of That's a small amount. Of reality and what it's all about. Yes. So if you want to stay here, stay here. But you are going to need two million sessions of psychoanalysis just after the big thing yeah. to the mind. That, I repeat again, you can go to psychoanalysis or stuff your whole life, but until you don't get really touched, not from here, in your whole body, that you really feel it, you know, that yes. you really cry for that, you really love that with your body and your heart, doesn't help. Yes. Because what's help? The relation, the recognize the relation. Yes. And then you find humility and be humble, that you are a part of, of a big organism and everything that you do is going to change something in reality. Yes. Then you have to take responsibility for absolute for everything, you know. Yes. For everything. Wow. Not only in the ceremony without how you make foods, how you make love, how you take care of a relationship with your friends, with the plants, with the, especially with the animals. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, it's like, no. So, and it is that change this abusive predator mind because our language in the structure is a predator one. It's a subject all the time acting in yes. an object. I'm dancing the music. I mean, come on. If you are really in the dance, it's no one dancing, it's no music. You are a part of a breathing that moves you. Yes. No, in the moment that you are aware of yourself, you fuck it. You lose it. It's like you are making love and you are, I mean, if you are making love and you are thinking, oh, this is so good that you are thinking, you are not there. <laughs> it's true. It's so yeah. simple. You are not true. there. True. Yes. So a lot of people in the West, I think a lot of people of my generation, um, they approach these practices with the mind yeah. and with the intellect. Yeah. And we see it with people who, let's just say, for example, drink ayahuasca 200 times, but nothing happens inside because they're approaching the practice with the mindset that they need to understand and put a name and a label to everything they're feeling. Whereas what you're saying is the true way to connect with these practices is to come back in touch with our body, with our hearts, yeah. with nature itself, and to do it in a way in which we don't allow our mind to continue this separation. Because a lot of what you're speaking of is <clears throat> us separating ourselves from everything else, saying, this is me, that's Carlos, that's the table, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a whole yeah. culture of separation that has come from this Western intellectual way of thinking, which, as you said, is good for many things, you know, businesses and computers and innovation with technology, all those things. But it sounds like what you're saying is to really connect with 
the healing power of these traditions is to look at it in a very different way. And I want to know as you being, I don't know exactly how old you are, but I know you've been here for some time on this planet and you're seeing, I know the younger generations being more and more attracted to these indigenous ways of life. Um, How does that make you feel? And do you have any warnings or advice for young people who are attracted to this shamanism or these indigenous practices in a romantic way like you once were or like I once was? Because I think we can agree that, as you said, some of this work, although it can be fun, some of it's very serious. And the work with these plants, with peyote and ayahuasca and San Pedro, it's uh, important to be aware and mindful of the power of these teachers. So what advice would you give young people who maybe are seeking a vision or seeking experience with these plant medicines? Oh, boy. I think that what I say, I mean, that you need to transform yourself. And when I say you need to transform yourself, is that you really need to die. Mm. I mean, you really need to die to experience the death of that description of the world you have. Because it's a very deep, it's very difficult. It's not easy. I mean, it takes years and years and years and, and never ending, you know. So the medicine help us to might that disappear that description and, and you are confronted with a with a word that you don't have words to do that. You 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 don't know, you don't understand, and you for fear, for anxiety, for that you need the mind needs to un I need to understand that. I need to understand that you the thing is not understanding. You want to control that. You want again to take this experience and open the box and put it in the box and say, yeah, that's that. That was the peyote and that was that. Then the mind again, fuck the experience, rapid it. This is one thing. And the other that you have to be really honest with yourself in the way that, uh, why, why is the reason? Why is the reason are you going to take peyote or this you want to be a shaman or medicine man or women because you want to be something important, you know. If you have been a man, for example, that have been exploited in a factory or in an office working from Monday to Saturday, eight hours a day in a very boring stuff that is killing you because you are obligated, because you are family, and you lose the respect for yourself, and suddenly you discover that you can go to a mountain, four days in the mountain, and when you come down and you say to your people, well, I was four days without water, and they say, wow. And you feel, oh, now I'm important. Now I have power. And you keep in that way. And now I'm going because I do the sun dance. Wow, I'm going to get the more beautiful women. You know, I'm going to be, you know, it's hundreds of cases like that. Yes, yes. So you have to be, it's, it's a war. It's the, the flower, La Guerra Florida. You have to be really, really, really uh, uh, put attention on that. It's no holiday from that. It's, it's all the time, all the time. Which one is the, which is the enemy? Yourself, man. Because this is so simple. You really want to see the magic of the world and all the beauty, the deepness of an explainable thing. But put your ego away, man. That was the peyote, the ayahuasca, the stosai. It's like that mind controlling is like neutralized. Mm, yes, it's no. not allowed. The temascal is not giving you new information. The temascal, what is doing, is taking here the stuff that doesn't allow you to see what's mm, up. Cleaning. No? 
And sometimes you open the other, and you, in the beginning, see things that you maybe don't like or uncomfortable. I don't know, the psychological aspect or level of or or life or the conformation, structuration of this personality. Bond or relationship with father and mother, all that conditioning stuff. It's a, it's a part that is, uh, I mean, it's not like, you know, sometimes you take peyote, you know, like you take peyote or San Pedro or ayahuasca and automatically, ah, happily, no. Go on the medicine and during the night, maybe you have three, four hours that going to darkness or with ayahuasca and to the whole stuff until you understand something or put it out and then, so it's like, but, but it's, it's, it's like that. Yeah. And I think that another thing that is really, really, really important is life because you may just say, I mean, we're taking rapé. The rapé are good about the medicine. Well, are you conscious that the people, the people that that's making and sending it for you to heal, they are, they are being killed just now there. So how, how you deal in your mind or in your heart or your body that you are still colonizator. We have descoloni, mm, yes. how do you say, descolonizar. Decolonize. Decolonize our mind. All of us. The people that are living there, because it's now, ah, all that them that are living there in Mexico are free people. No, no. All of them are you from me have to decolonize, you know. Because it's very, 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 very old. All of us have to disintoxicate us physically, yes. emotionally. And, and, and mentally. So the thing is, when you're going to do that stuff, and when you say, well, I want to support them, I've been speaking with them, what to support them? You have to make that, that fight, have to be your own fight. You are a part of Mother Earth. You are an yes. Indian, man. You are already, hey, what is to be an Indian? I mean, like I learned it from Alfonso. Where are we, we speaking with these German people? No, we are Indian. Okay. Where, where are you born? In Bavaria. And in Bavaria, where your ancestors using feathers like Lakota people, no. Then what are you doing? We are the earth. So there's fight for to take out of the water, for to take out of the forest, for to take out of the medicine. It's not there's fight, and I'm coming from Europe to support them. This has to be my own. This is my life. It's not that. And I come like, oh, you know, I come yes. to help them. It's ours. I mean, for, it's ours. Yes. And until we don't do that, well, we are thinking that we are something very special or we are better or we are done and we are going to support them. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. When they were fighting with the police in uh, what was, I, I remember, this conflict with the water and this tube of oil in the United States for two or three years ago. Uh, Standing Rock. Yeah. Yes. Was in my house was a Lee Plenty Wolf, one of the leaders. <coughs> for when when that was happening, and they, for example, was uh, was a kind of like water, just before the this hill, the cycle one where the cemetery is, where the ancestors are, and the police and the army was there. And they was in the water with the water here in the middle of the, and the water with gas, piment, of all Yes, that. yes, I saw. And they was and they was singing, laughing in the middle of that, and say to the police, Man, we take care of the water, it's not for us. It's for your children too, I know you. You your name is and you are living here one and a half, one one a kilometer from here, and you are living, your family is living there. 
Your children are going to be poisoned. This is for the whole humanity. This is not only for the Lakota people only. That's that. Yes. And this, you know, <laughs> this is so simple. Because it's a kind of, at the end, it's a kind of empathy. It's a kind of sensitivity. Sensibility. It's, it's a kind of, I mean, if we'll, it's just that. So, I mean, it's not their fight. It's not their war. So, if you are going to those ceremonies, be really careful. Because if you are doing it, I know a lot of people that are doing it because they want to be shaman. I did the version where I don't want to go for the 70 days and I want to do, to do 16 sun dance. And the, you, you are looking for power, man. Yeah. That is going to destroy you. And yes. you are going to, to, to con, contagious to continue. Yeah, to, to give it that sickness to other people. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because Spread other people it. want to do the same, you know. Mm-hmm. You are looking for power. You are trying to to fill all your currents of human being and your fucking boring life. I mean, it's not about that. You are you are you are, you are, you are again. You are misusing that. Mm, In the yes. time where you have been using water, air, food for to make money, for to get benefits of it, for to rape it. You, now you are going to do the same with the medicine. And I promise you, the medicine is going to destroy you. Even yes. you are with the most beautiful feathers, inside yourself, when you go alone and sleep, that is there. You are going to confront with that. It's not Skype. The truth yes. is going to reach you. Mm. Yes, one of uh, my teachers, one of the biggest lessons they have provided to teach me is that the first thing you need walking this path is humility. Humility, yeah. It's the first thing, the second yeah. thing, the third thing. Because without that, yes, you're going to be confronted with your own ego. Yeah. And uh, I think that's something that everybody experiences at some point when they're working in this way. Because in life, especially as a young man, Many times people feel a sense of power and importance when they start this path. And there comes a period where you always get humbled, whether it's by the fire or by the stones or when you're on the mountain. So for me, I want to speak about that next, the Vision Quest, because you're, you're helping lead Vision Quest in Spain, right? Um, and for me, I just did my first Vision Quest in March in Ecuador. And... That first year of humility, that practice of spending time on the mountain with yourself, there's no hiding from yourself. Nobody's yeah. watching you. Yeah. No one's taking care yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, no, yeah. no one's coming to check yeah, on yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and you're there with your thoughts and your mind. And there's nowhere to run. There's nowhere yeah. to go. You're sitting in the same place, no food, no water, no shelter for four nights. So... This experience of Vision Quest for me uh, helps get rid of all that other bullshit, you know, because it makes you face yourself and see where you have been maybe uh, contributing to this idea of the ego and power and all these things. So I would love to hear what you think the medicine of vision quests can provide to young people and older people as well, because now you're seeing many people do vision quests. The first one is to listen, to learn to listen. The first year of vision quests. Yeah, yes. we, we, I mean, all, all of them, yes. all, all the world. Mm. We think it's like to, like uh, another example is to be grateful, to say thank you. We, we, we think that we know how to be, how to listen. 
we think that we know how to be grateful, how to say thank you. So learning, we need years mm, yes. to be really grateful. I mean, it's absolutely different to say, thank you, Andrew. And I know, you know this, when something is over, something that was giving pain, it was some big stuff, and suddenly it's solved, and you feel this, wow, thank you very much. Is something happening here. Mm, it's yeah. not this, thank you. No. And really, to find the voice to sing with gratefulness, to find the voice to express the vibration of the thanks. Thanks, because I'm alive. Oh yeah, I'm very grateful that I am alive. This is mind stuff. You can feel in the vibration of the voice. You know? mm. Yeah, and uh, another thing is, I mean, this is really important. You know, you can do all the vision quest, you can do all the sundance, and you shall know that at the end is no uh, a glory. It's no <laughs> yeah. people with trumpets saying ta ta ta. You did this, yeah. and a lot of beautiful women waiting for you, <laughs> and you are there, mm -hmm. and on the spot, and on you, and you say yes, I. Yeah. That doesn't exist. That the humility. You do it because you are a a life creator. I mean, why do you do that? Well, I do that. That because it was like, why are you keeping to that? Do you know what? This work with the Temascal, with the ceremony, with all the stuff, is the best way I find in myself. It's the one that I love more, that I f for to give back a little part of everything that life was given me. Yes. You know, I have a compromise. I have that. Not, well, I have to do it because I have a compromise with that. It's natural. I mean, I was given a life. I'm after everything that I have been through, I'm here alive. And this is not a casualty. So the thing is, like I won the first prize in the lottery, but the biggest one, like we were speaking, the thing is, what shall I do with this prize now? So it's my way to give it back a little bit uh, to the, call it what you want, Wakantanka, universe, life, the absolute truth, God. My father, my mother, my family, everything that was happening in the war, everything the people that died to, that might be possible that I'm alive, is to give it back. You know, like, well, I have to give it back. Everything is like that. All of yes. us have to give it back. An exchange. Well, you are being supported by air. We are so, so many that say, I breathe. I say to people, they make breathe. And so they say, well, so maybe you understand, man. Allow yourself to be breathing. Because this is, I breathe, you think that you have the power over the breathing. Yes, it's really, you try, well, stop to breathe now, you know, half hour. You can't, more than three minutes, four, five, maybe, you're trying it. And why not? Because it's stronger than me. What is stronger than you? Life is all the time. But that force, what we need in oxygen, this is air, this is oxygen. Just that. You know, in Nawa, I don't remember how it sounds the word, but uh, the concept that we have, for example, for, for oxygen, that we call oxygen, for if you translate that word in, in, in Spanish or in English, is the force that moves the heart. Mm, the force that moves the heart. Wow. It's just a completely different vision. 
So again, when you come to all that stuff, you have to transform yourself. Really, you have to rearrange your mind. It's like a computer, you have to reset absolutely. Put out all the system, you have to be reprogramming again. How? Well, in relationship with nature. You have to find a way where science, technology, and nature is one of the same. Like Tesla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see again yeah. in this side. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Well, for me, uh, I want to say, so, I'm sorry, Andrew. Please. It, it, all please. that that I'm telling and, and, and saying to you and Sharon, we are speaking, I'm not trying to explain the universal truthful thing. I'm only sharing my, yes. my experience because if you ask me, well, I say to you, are you, I, I am a dog with legs. I prefer that. I don't want to have some kind of certainty. Mm-hmm. I am certain that I'm going to die. And I said that I put my hand on the fire, I'm going to be burned. But after that, everything is poetry and art and creating and sustaining and loving and, you know. Yes, I agree, brother. And for me, it's uh, similar to what you said, is that it's not that these practices of the way that you and I work is the only way. Yeah. For me, it's the way that resonates in my heart. It's the way that makes sense. Some people choose to teach through art and some people choose to teach through dance or these things. But for, for me, and I think for you as well, and for many other brothers and sisters, we know to work with the fire and to work with the songs and to work with the stones, it's uh, our preference, our style. And I know on my path and my journey, it's taken many years to find a system and a structure that I said, ah, wow, that's yeah, what resonates yeah, in yeah, my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognize it. I, I recognize it. Exactly. I always say my first time in ceremony in Ecuador, it felt like a return to being at home. When I was in ceremony for the first time, I said, ah, this feels so familiar. Yeah. It doesn't feel new. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah it yeah, feels, yeah, yeah. feels yeah, yeah. very familiar. And, uh, you know, my mother is Jamaican and my father is from Iran. So two very different places with very rich ancestry. But when I began doing this work and I was sitting around the fire and we were making the offerings and prayers, I could feel so deeply that my people were doing the same exact things, oh. maybe with different plants or yeah, maybe yeah, with different yeah. songs, yeah. but the same, same things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something I try to always encourage people is not to have any guilt about doing these temescals or ayahuasca or this or that, because in some way it's helping us remember the feeling that our ancestors have done yeah. something of their own. Yeah, like yeah, this. yeah, I totally and agree. Yeah, yeah. In, in the sweat lodge this weekend, you know, as again, for those who are listening, we're in Sweden, and you were very encouraging to everyone here who is Swedish to sing Swedish songs and to remember that there's Swedish traditions and you didn't say, Oh, only sing the Lakota songs or sing the Mexican songs. Um, So I would love for you to speak on that just a little bit of people connecting with their own history a bit. Anything you have to offer regarding encouraging people to connect with their own ancestors. Do you have any suggestions? Do I don't understand the question? You have something to recommend. Do you have a suggestion to younger people who are always looking at other cultures 
Do you have any suggestions for them to connect with their own? Well, be ancestors? yourself. I mean, mm. be yourself. And the thing is, we have to be comprehended because, I mean, we have all this corp of knowledge from the red wife from, to put together all that stuff from America. Yes. But we have to, alone, we need, for, to be complete, we have a, a lot to learn from, for example, African people. Yes. Because nobody knows more about them, about speaking about rhythm and movement. And when I'm speaking about rhythm and movement, I'm not speaking only about drums or, or, or dance. It's like an attribute of the spirit, of mm, creation. Yes. I mean, the planets move and organisms move in a rhythmical way. When, this, when we lose the rhythm, when the rhythm is not so stained in us, we be sick. So, I mean, you, we have a rhythm in the breathing. We have rhythm in the walking. Every, each organ have a rhythmic pulsing stuff. The heart is sending, the heart is, is not only a casualty, it's sending instruction to the brains, you know. This is four channels between the heart and the brain. The heart is sending information constantly. One of the information is, because it's keeping the stuff, you know, arrhythmia. <laughs> You know, mm. we need to learn a lot from 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 the Vedas, from, from people from India, from China. They have they have, I mean, our own leaders. Yes, Aurelio, when he was feeling not so good for some few years ago, and it was no peyote, when when twenty one dies deep treatment in an Ayurvedic clinic in India. Mm-hmm. We can't deny the pre-Christian. I mean, what the thing that is called for the four why. The origin of Enneagram, the, the whole Sufi stuff. Yes. Before the Islam, you know, before that become institution. We need Aram and they know things that, that people didn't know. But I mean, you like to say your heart have an instruction to do things. The heart have no destruction of your lever. The lever have a function and instruction that doesn't have the heart and doesn't have the heart. Each part of the earth is, was given an instruction. It's a kind of vibration. In America, it's a relationship with the earth and living in peace and harmony with earth and spirit. The African know about movement, rhythm, and Occident, we, we know, are master of the external energy. We can create a lot of stuff here. Yes. Yeah, and we absolutely ignorant about other People from more have a technology, Tibetan people, Asian people, about the... the, the the breathing, yes. the bardos, a lot of knowledge that pff, the Chinese medicine working with energy and the channels in the, the body. Elements, I mean, yeah. amazing thing for to be complete. We need to, you know, no, I am only a peyotero <laughs> because that's this. Everything is that. Well, go for it. Mm. That's good. That's really good. Mm. But that doesn't make you complete. Yeah, you are a peyotero, but you are calling me through the mobile, you know. Exactly. You are a peyotero, but you are coming to the ceremony by a car. Exactly. Yes. When I say that peyotero is a, a night to put together this kind of. Yes, I understand. You know, that everything is there and I don't need uh, uh, any more. Like the peyote is going to solve everything. If you take ayahuasca, it's going to solve everything. No, man, yes. no. The ayahuasca and the peyote show us what we need to work, but we have to do the work. Yes. So the medicina maybe do the ten percent of the work. Mm-hmm. The great spirit of Mysterio make a ten percent, but the eighty percent of the work that have to do. So 
So I said to people, well, no, I went to medicine, you know, I need to take little peyote and everything is solved. I say, I'm envious, I'm jealous, it doesn't work to me. Yeah. I mean, I went to the peyote and take peyote or ayahuasca, no? And, I mean, you get more work. Yeah. But you eat more, with more clarity or... Mm. So it's uh, to keep the balance. Yes. Fatal take aside. What is the secret? Well, we have to live where well, the way of the kingdom, the way of balance. We live in a duality world and it's not there and it's not only there. This is the relationship like the what we're seeing. The things, the important things happening between the relation, in the relation. If I want to have a good relationship with you, it's not about what I think about you or you think about me. What I need to keep clear is this space. If this space here is clear, yes. we are going to be happy. Mm. It's not we are going to get in balance. But we all the time think, or you or me. Or it's you or it's me. No, man, it's what's happening here. This is the, We are creating the energy here. Here is things here. Here is the story of my life. It's just because when you are close to some people in the metro, for example, if I in this distance with you, I don't feel nothing. But in the way that or uh, electromagnetic, energetical body, making content here, I can feel already if I feel good close to you or if I feel repellent. Don't you feel that there is people that you come and say, oh, oh, where did I sit there? Yes, right away. And another yeah. people like, I don't know, La Abuela Margarita, that she's sitting there and you see that your body what you complex? Or houses? There is place yeah. that you want to run away. Yes. See, I don't like here. We, we move. You know, we like, wow, I feel so good here. Yeah. Is that that? Yeah. Mm. Well, this having this global perspective of being able to pull from all these different teachings and traditions—that is what I'm most interested in, because I know you see as well the similarities between the Indian traditions and the Native Americans and the South Americans and the Asians and all these things. There's so many similarities. And that is the reason why I have this program, this podcast, so I can interview different people of not just the Camino Rojo or, or Ayurvedic people or, or Australian or this or that. It's to yeah. show that we're Australian. all... Australian. Yes, exactly. They're the aboriginals. Oh my gosh. Again, so many powerful ancient practices and teachings. And uh, for me, it's just an honor to be able to get to the point in my life where I'm open-minded enough to see the connection that everyone has with one another. So thank you so much, Carlos. Thank you. For conducting this interview with me, for allowing me to work with you in the way that we worked this weekend. And uh, every time I see you now, I can only think more about the work we're going to do in the future together yeah. as well hopefully yeah. and uh yeah i appreciate you brother is there anything else you would like to express or share or say in this moment you want to say anything about some events you have coming up or anything you want to share to, to close out this this episode may it flower may it flower my flower my flower my my uh we be a part of that and follow and the flower in the their own rhythm and essence and, and that and take action mm. and be happy mm. and healthy. And I hope that uh-huh. we see that we share more. Ah, we can work sir. together here and there and 
again, mighty throne. Mm. The whole planet and the whole earth. That's Because right. if not, it's going to be hard. Mm. You know, May for us, for the next generation. Mm. May it flower. Thank May you, brother. <laughs> Thank you, I do. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Masters of Ceremony with Carlos Pusetto. What a wonderful conversation this was for me to have. I actually could care less if anybody else listens to it because <laughs> I received so much from it myself. So for those who do appreciate this episode, thank you so much. Please feel free to leave a rating, a review, all that good stuff because Really, it does make a difference. And I understand that this is something that is shared every week and something that is shared on probably every podcast platform, but it only takes a second and it really does allow this podcast to be spread out to more and more people. So I pray that some people enjoyed this episode and I thank all of my supporters who have been taking the time every week, every episode to listen and support this podcast. If you want to learn more about Carlos, Um, he's not a man who shares so much via social media and internet, but um, he has Facebook and Instagram and those things will be tagged in the show notes. Again, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode and see you soon. Peace.